Hey guys, it's Betsy with Faith and Flip Flops. Today's topic, let's roll, Jesus. Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Ramey's favorite verse, engraved in my heart forever. Written on the studs opposite my favorite verse, framing the door to my office as I walk in every morning. It has been four years now since the peace of our sisterhood was shattered into a million pieces. I will never forget the night that her stopped beating and mine had to go on beating without hers. There was absolutely no peace that night as my screen shattered the frozen night and my tears flooded the parking lot I had been sequestered to. I held onto a blanket from her sofa doubled over in pain as my body reacted to the situation that I could not control. Lights flashed and people raced around. Questions, questions, so many dang questions. Calls were being made and people were coming, but every time one of them got to me, it was a fresh new hell as the situation became real. And then her parents came, two people that I love most in the world, and I had to tell them that she was gone, and I did not know why. That I had run over to her condo to check on her when she was late for dinner and found her asleep in her bed, as sweet as an angel, but she had gone to be with Jesus. We held each other up at that point. We had all lost part of our souls, and the pain was excruciating. When we were finally allowed back into her condo, her peaceful place, it was so alive. The Christmas lights were still up. Presents from her trip from my family sat next to her purse, ready to go to my house for dinner. Her luggage sat next to the laundry room, ready to be washed. The flowers I had grabbed and stuck on the counter the day before were blooming out. Yet sorrow and pain hung in the air like a thick fog. How was it that Ramey, the girl that lit a room with her mere presence, was now absent from our group? How did things work tomorrow without her? What were her parents going to do? How in the world was I going to tell my children? She was the closest thing I had to a sister. No blood relation, but a God relation. We had suffered loss upon loss together, experienced the highest of highs, shared secrets and giggles. We could speak to each other without saying a word. Suddenly, that was all gone. I have suffered many, many losses in my life, including my parents and the grandmother that helped raise me. But I would find out that losing Ramey would be the hardest loss I had ever suffered and the grief would be never-ending. I laid alone in my bed that night, scrolling through the message between us from her trip to the Holy Land. She was bedazzled by the sights and humbled by the death of Christianity she experienced there. She was so excited and happy and must have sent a hundred pictures. She was honored to share that trip with her parents. What an experience Ramey had lived those two weeks. She had been back in the States less than 24 hours when she went to be with Jesus. Ultimately, they would say her death was due to a pulmonary embolism from the long fight, flight. As a child of God, I know better. How much closer to Jesus can you be than walking in the same place he once walked and seeing the places he called home on earth?
Ramey had been so enthralled with the trip and the love it brought to her heart that I truly believe Jesus reached down and said, no need to unpack, daughter. You are coming home with me and we will do great things together. And for once, Ramey did not ask a million questions about how long the trip would be, what she should wear, or how much cash she needed. Instead, she simply said, okay, Jesus, let's roll. And they did. Ramey was good. In fact, Ramey was beyond good, but the rest of us were simply wrecked, totaled like a three-car pileup. We had all experienced grief before, and we knew that the only way through it was one second at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time, and holding on to our faith for dear life. The grief comes in waves, even four years later. We have learned to swim and ride the waves as the grief sweeps over us. Some days, it is a gentle flow of happy memories that laugh at us and make us smile. Other days, it is one of those big waves like in the opening of Hawaii Five-O that leaves us tumbling in the surf and scuffed by the sand, but we can stumble to our feet and stagger on. Then there are the tsunami waves that come out of nowhere and destroy us again. We're in the calm, swimming better these days, holding on to God's inner tube and letting Him keep us out of the more troubled waters. Being a numbers person, I wanted so badly to assign a time frame for my grief so I would be able to pinpoint the end. However, grief has no end, as it reflects the love we felt through the person we lost. We all grieve differently and at our own pace. For me, it seems that it will be a lifelong marathon. There is a hole in my heart that will never be filled, that sits empty and weeping for the things that will never be. I still reach the phone to call Ramey and to look for her name to pop up on my phone. There are some things that we did together that I may never do again, yet others I happily do and know she is smiling down. I often stop, breathe deep, and try to decide what she would tell me to do in a certain situation. Am I crazy? No. I am simply human and trying to survive a devastating loss. Grief is such a process of the heart. Maybe the more you love, the harder it is. Maybe it is the last thing we have to hold on to. Maybe we will never understand grief until we are reunited with those we have lost. Until then, I will live my life, hold Ramey's memory close, and accept that grief comes with love. Can you imagine the grief that God suffered when he sent his only son to die for us? He grieved for his son and for us and what we could have been. I am sure he still grieves today. Now that, my flock, is love.